0: All right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we
1: got something special for you guys tonight. We traveled to the distant lands of Nilbaugh. It's gonna get a little steamy
0: because we're bringing in a roast night. Ooh. I have a good idea what me and Fox are going to do, but I don't know how you other guys feel about this movie. Well, I guess I should say the movie Troll 2. We, we watched. Troll 2. It's directed by Claudio Fragoso. He's an Italian director, but he's going under the name as Drake Floyd in this movie. Um, On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 6% tomato meter. I know it had a 0% for a long time, but... Somehow it got a 6%. It astounds me that there's a 43% audience score on this movie, but we'll we'll get there. And on IMDb, it's got a 2.8 out of 10 stars. It doesn't even have a Metacritic score. It doesn't have a Metacritic? No, not at least integrated into imdb man who wants to give the synopsis on this one i don't want to do it (laughs) let's have tv
2: do it what he's seen it twice yeah he loves it or something
1: okay all right fine so the movie is about a family who wants to go on vacation to the country so they house swap with some people and they end up in nilbog but things are not what they seem It's actually a town full of, you guessed it, goblins. Not trolls,
2: (laughs) goblins. You're telling me the movie is called Troll 2, but it's a town full of goblins? Yes, there's no trolls in it. (laughs) Have I been bamboozled? You've been (laughs) trolls. Oh, oh, that's
1: very good. (laughs) But yeah, the the goblins want to turn all the people into vegetables because they're vegetarians and... uh, there's also a ghost grandpa floating around every once in a while. That's about the gist of it, I guess. And they they just have to survive this deadly night.
0: Man, this movie is a mess.
1: Um, I don't know how else to say it. That's a.
0: Kind way to put it. So it's, we started watching it and it's going through, you know, the grandpa's telling the tale to this kid and it's got this dude running through the forest to like some music that doesn't really fit with it. Yeah. He's <laughs> being <laughs> chased by the goblins. And I was about that. And then the little kids started talking and then the mom started talking <laughs> just everybody started talking
3: <laughs> let me stop you right there so um you gotta love how the opening completely rips off the princess bride 100 <laughs> percent rips it off the only thing different it does is it switches the side of the bed that the grandpa's sitting on that's the only thing that switches. The rest of it is exactly the same. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's, it's
0: messed up. And there's a, a documentary about this movie, too. Um, it's called Best Worst Movie. And I know Terry's seen
3: it. I watched it last night. I watched it immediately after finishing Troll 2. <laughs> oh,
0: well, I guess I'm the odd man out then. We've all seen it beside Fox, but I gave Fox the uh, the lowdown on that too, so I know I'm going to be bringing
1: that up as well. <laughs> yeah, it was made by the kid who was, stars in this movie. Yeah.
0: Anyways, there's like a movie critic in the documentary who they bring him in, and he says, you know, Troll 2 is like if aliens watched movies and then attempted to make a human movie and that's the best way i think i can describe this
3: mess (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a, a very good description and some of them act like aliens too like i'm pretty sure the mom doesn't blink once the entire film
0: probably not i mean it's it's just bizarre watching this movie and Like, there's just so many little things that are so odd about it that just build up to.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Everything about it is weird and, like, it's not right. Like, everything about this movie is all wrong. (laughs) It's it's pretty impressive how, like, it could go that far wrong, you know? Uh Uh-huh.
0: Like, they say in the documentary, too, the dude's like, you know, there's few movies that screw absolutely everything up, <laughs> and Troll 2 is one of those movies. I thought the dialogue was sped up for a bit, but no, that's just the way they're saying it with, like, out of motion with just throwing up the dialogue at each other
1: (laughs) well none of these people are like we're professional actors at this point i think some of them actually went on to be in other things but the guy the main dad is like a dentist in real life and he just uh, auditioned to be an extra i think and the guy. was like, yeah, you're the lead. He's like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) So it's it's weird. At least they're trying,
3: though. You can tell that they're trying. They're just not good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And to give him credit, you know, the director, he's Italian. He doesn't speak very good English. His wife wrote the script. I don't think she speaks very good English either. And he would not let them change any of the dialogue to sound more natural. He thought this was how American Americans talked, how American teenagers acted and had not budge on any Anything. And yeah, if you watch the documentary, you can really see he, he has a vision, that's for sure. And he really wants to stick to it.
0: The director is an interesting guy from that documentary. Let's say pretentious is the word I want to use because he's like calling the actors dogs and stuff. He's like, I am a great director, I direct movies in every language. And then he calls his actors dogs and saying they're lying about the script and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's very
0: protective about it.
3: He doesn't really get that he made a terrible movie and people like it because it's bad so
0: like this movie does have a cult following to it reminds me a lot of the rocky horror picture show
2: stuff yeah like the cult following behind it yeah yeah
0: where they would have like screenings of it and people would come in dressed up and they would just make fun of the movie throughout it you know and That's exactly what Troll 2 has with it.
1: It's interesting how, I think we talked about this in our Wishmaster review, how sometimes these bad movies, people just latch onto them for some reason and (laughs) really make a big deal about it. They have like film festivals with it and stuff. And yeah, there's cosplay and everything. It's a weird phenomenon.
3: Especially with this one. (laughs) Like,
1: how did people even discover this movie? It's crazy.
3: So it didn't release in theaters. And this was back in the 90s. So (laughs) they would have had to be at the movie store and rented it or got recommended by somebody who really disliked you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Such cruelty. I guess let's talk about the actual movie.
0: <laughs> when we get into the side stuff here in a bit if we must. Like I was hoping
2: that this was going to be An enjoyable bad movie, but no. (laughs) Really? I would agree. Like it was I think it was so bad I did not even have fun. Although I do apologize for the amount of griping I did during the movie.
1: (laughs) There was a lot of whining.
2: (laughs) It was like mystery science, but if they only complained for like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, like there's a few things that I liked in this movie that were kind of goofy, but I like it. I don't know how to explain it. It's
1: just Troll too. <laughs> <It's,
0: laughs>
1: like, it's just bad. I don't know. For me, I think it was bad, but... There's something weird about it that makes it just hilarious to me. It's enjoyable for me to watch just how bizarre this movie is. Like Fox was saying, it's so bad that it's just bad. I think it's so bad that it's actually <laughs> very entertaining because they do. They just get everything wrong. And that's pretty incredible on its own. And then you just add in like all the actors that have probably never acted in their lives in <laughs> <and> the weird <laughs> script. Oh, man, it's like the perfect storm.
3: I'm more with. Terry on this too. I was thoroughly entertained watching this film just because I couldn't believe (laughs) what was happening on the screen. It was so stupid. It was so ridiculous. And I was like, just busted up laughing at parts.
1: Like you never know what's coming next. It's so, I I don't know if I want to use the word creative, but it's very (laughs) unpredictable.
3: It is. One of my favorite parts is when, when the kid has to keep the family from eating the food. And so the grandpa who's dead shows up and freezes time. He's like, you got 30 seconds. So the kid walks around the table for like a minute, and he's like, the only thing he can think of to do is get up and piss on all the food and so his dad gets super mad of course and he hauls him upstairs and taking him to his room at the end of the hall and he's just walking down the hall and he turns around to talk to the son apparently but he's really just addressing the camera and he says a line and he walks down the hall turns to the other side and says a line walks down the hall again turns back and says another line
1: so clunky
3: oh man it's so bad (laughs) The, the dialogue's bad the shot composition's terrible just the actions on part of the actor even if it's the directors telling them how to do it, it was, like, nonsensical. And then, of course, you get the super famous line, you can't piss on hospitality. (laughs) Just that whole sequence is so terrible. It's one of the worst things I've seen. But it's so funny, too, at the same time. Not in a good way, in a bad way, but it's, it's just bad enough that it it makes it funny
1: (laughs) it's definitely you're laughing at the movie not laughing with it i think
2: you know that's fair maybe it's just my personality i guess like i just feel more embarrassed for everyone involved than anything else
1: i mean i am embarrassed especially after watching the documentary yeah
2: (laughs) no joke yeah it was just cringy and
0: bad is how i took it like Everything that I thought could happen next to these characters wasn't even close to what actually (laughs) happens because it's just so stupid and (laughs) dumb (laughs) what happens. Like, people turn into plants and (laughs) then they turn into goo. There's a lot of goo
1: in this movie. Vegetable matter.
2: Brings a corn on the cob to a guy and okay now the corn on the cob scene is like the singular good scene in this movie yeah yeah i did enjoy that but it's just like everything that you know you would
0: logically think would happen it's like an alien wrote it instead you know it's awful you never know what's gonna happen next
3: that's for sure it keeps you surprised, I guess.
0: I don't know if that was a good thing, though. <laughs> I think
3: it was. It, it was entertaining, yeah, but it's not good, <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I think it was a good thing for as a watching experience, but that doesn't mean it was a good movie.
3: Unlike Leprechaun and Wishmaster, this movie doesn't have a singular character that you can, like, attach yourself to and just enjoy throughout the entire movie
1: i don't know there's one goblin that i really like (laughs) one goblin which which goblin is he's got he's got the big eyeballs the ones that's just got the wide eyes all the other goblins have like little (laughs) shadows for their eyes
3: goofy mask (laughs) yeah that one is pretty goofy it's like you could you can tell it's a terrible, terrible mask, but it is pretty funny. But still, it's not like that goblin is a main character in the film either. No, that's true. He can't take it seriously. It's got them big old bug eyes.
2: But he looks so good. <laughs> I think that's the problem, is that this movie wants to be taken seriously. The director's like, yes, this is a good movie about deep themes.
1: Yes, I think that's what makes it great because he's so sincere about it, but it's just not what he ever imagined. It's not, I guess it is how he imagined it, but it's not. Yeah, normal people would want. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, you're you're right, Dan. There's no, none of the main characters are likable. They're all terrible people. Yeah, the daughter punches her boyfriend in the face and knocks him down.
2: Like, not only are they all terrible people, but then they somehow save the day with the power of goodness. And bologna sandwiches. And a bologna sandwich. Goblins hate bologna.
3: So... That's a a good segue to talking to one of the things I hated most about this movie. And it reminded me of one of my other least favorite movies of all time. Oh, God. (laughs) The Last Jedi.
1: Okay, how are we going to go from Troll 2 to The Last Jedi? Oh, boy. The Last
3: Jedi was the worst star Wars movie ever made. Mm. And it's just a terrible film in general. And part of that is because the writer and the director insisted on injecting their political, personal and moral beliefs into the film. And they did it in such a way that it takes precedence over the storytelling the characters' dialogue and literally everything, and that's one of the main reasons why that film is as bad as it is. Troll Two does the exact same thing, but it does it with the oddest subject matter, which is um, being vegan. All right, And it, <laughs> there's their message in this film, or. One of the messages, I should say, and is the main focus of the whole story, is that these trolls hate humans because they eat meat and poison their bodies and stunt their growth. So they hate humans because they eat meat. And the whole film is... Them just dogging on people for eating meat. And so that's why they turn them into vegetables, because they eat vegetables, and that's superior.
1: (laughs) Which begs the question, why don't they just go eat vegetables? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. There's
3: tons of plants in the forest that you could eat. See, they interject that in there as a main theme, and it just destroys the movie because of it. It's ridiculous. All the stupid things that occur in this movie are because of them interjecting that stuff into the film. And it just makes it super bad, just like it made The Last Jedi super bad.
2: The director's wife who wrote it specifically said she only wrote it because it pissed her off that her friends were vegetarians. I mean, I think it's gotten way... Bigger problems going
0: for it instead of that.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm i just saying that's one of the biggest things that stuck out.
0: So, Terry and Dad, you guys enjoyed watching this? Is, is that what I'm getting here?
3: I liked it. I did enjoy watching it. It was just like I was enamored at how stupid the film was and how bad everything was being portrayed. And it leads to some good comedy gold. It does. But... I don't think I'd watch it again.
1: Oh, well, here's something interesting is that I think it's one of those movies that if you watch it multiple times, you're going to notice something different about it each time, like just uh, another layer of bad. <laughs> this time, Mike pointed out something I would never noticed before. There's a scene with like no shirt continuity where the dad has his shirt buttoned up half the time and unbuttoned the other half. I had never noticed that before until Mike said something.
2: Oh, it was maddening. It was all I could see for the whole, like, four-minute sequence.
1: (laughs) Once you pointed it out, yeah, I was like, oh, God.
0: Man, quickly after that, I stopped, you know, looking for that stuff because it's all
3: over the place. Yeah, how many times did they serve them the same cake?
1: And, like, there's a dropped line that I noticed this time that I really fixated on about the grandpa, the goblin priest shows up and is like, I'm gonna send you back to hell. I was like, wait, the grandpa was in hell? Hold on. And he's like, no, wait,
2: uh, I wasn't in hell, Um, but uh, here's a trick I learned from somebody who was in hell. Um, uh, Zap
1: somebody, yeah. That was hilarious to me, yeah. I never noticed that line before the fact they implied that grandpa is in hell it's hilarious and
3: then the little (laughs) kid was so upset about it too
1: (laughs) yeah i think there's little things you pick up each time that make it i guess it gives you something new to look for i guess i don't know how to phrase it exactly either but (laughs) something even worse (laughs) yeah it's just
0: like if we compare it to wishmaster and leprechaun you know like those are bad movies they have redeeming qualities to them like what you guys are saying the redeeming quality of this movie is that it's just so bad that you could laugh at it
3: yes pretty much yeah i don't know if that's a redeeming quality or not i just found it super entertaining
0: i will you know concede the the worst movie i've ever seen and I'll tell you what it is. The only one I know who's seen it is Dan because we
3: watched (laughs) it together.
0: Movie called Curse of the Ring, or the alternate title is Ring of the Nibelung. It's
3: also called Dark Kingdom.
0: (laughs) It's got three titles. That's how
3: you know it's bad.
0: This is the single worst movie I have ever seen. Like, it is bad and it has absolutely nothing redeeming about it. Like, at least. Troll too. I can like kind of laugh at some of the stuff. <laughs> at least I was entertained by a few things. Exactly. It it's weird because I did not enjoy watching this movie at all. But there were some things that I enjoyed laughing at it. I guess you know it's it's a weird thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about what makes a movie so bad that it you kind of like it and what doesn't because yeah I'm thinking of like American Psycho 2 which I absolutely hated and it's terrible and I did not have a good time watching it but yet Troll 2 somehow has like a charm in its badness and it is entertaining and makes me laugh every time so I don't know where that line is drawn I guess that's why it is the perfect storm of a bad movie it just everything is just so bad and it (laughs) in the right ways.
3: On that documentary about it, too, a lot of people brought up that, yeah, we know it's bad and we laugh at it because it's bad, but they kept saying that it's super genuine. Like, you can tell everybody's in there trying to make a good movie. They don't set out to make a bad movie. And I mean, all the actors even didn't know how bad it was until they got their copy of it on VHS and watched it. And then they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so nobody set out to make a bad film. It just nobody was good
2: enough to make a good film when they were doing it. And so I think, I think that's, a part of it. I gotta say, that kind of makes it worse for me, personally. I I think I'm kind of an awkward person, and I feel like the fact that they're trying so hard and being so genuine just ups that cringe factor so far for me. Yeah, you bring up a good point there, Dan, because I
0: remember one time me and Terry were, like, looking at the shark movies on Amazon Prime, and there was, like, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus Squid or something. It was an Asylum movie. And we watched... Like three minutes of that, like it was bad, um, and you could tell that they just made that to like make quick bucks, you know? Yeah. Where Troll Two, yeah, there. I guess there is some charm there. It's very cringy charm, I think, but it, it is better than the f- like three minutes we watched of Mega Shark versus whatever the heck it was fighting. You know?
3: Oh yeah. There's no creativity in Asylum at all. I hate that production company and everything they spit out. But that's a rant for another day. They were trying in Troll 2. And I mean, you can tell that in Leprechaun and Wishmaster as well. At least they were trying with some unique idea. They weren't just crapping out something to make a quick buck. That from the documentary, that point, that kind of like hit home for me. And I was like, That makes an awful lot of sense, actually, for why people like a lot of these bad movies. Because the ones people like aren't the ones that just get crapped out. People gravitate and get a cult following to the ones where, yeah, you can tell that there's some effort put into it, even if it didn't amount
2: to much. I think what separates this from, like, Leprechaun, Rocky Horror, Wishmaster is the self-awareness. I feel like those other films are aware that they are campy movies and people try hard and have fun and do a good job, but they know it's campy. And I feel like these people really don't get that it is a campy junk movie or didn't at the time. And I think that's why it's so much cringier and why it's different from those other bad movies. I agree with that a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because even the director doesn't know, which is weird. (laughs) He still doesn't know. Watch that documentary and you'll see such an interesting character like he's so happy that people love his film but he is very conflicted on to the reasons why people love it i wonder has he made anything else like after troll 2
3: he's made like 25 films or something is what the documentary said oh my gosh
1: yeah all in different languages and stuff is what he said who knew he was such a seasoned director he's doing what he loves and you can't knock him for that i guess <laughs> true.
3: I did like that documentary a lot, though. It was cool seeing because obviously all these actors, once they got the movie, they're like, "Oh man, this is crap. We're gonna it's gonna be on our record permanently, and we're not gonna work again." So it was cool. I thought for a lot of those actors, to finally after all these years, kind of get brought home to a fan base who's really supportive of them and not in an ironic way either because they loved the movie so much. They finally got to experience what it's like being a celebrity for real. And I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good companion piece for Troll 2, I think. If you watch Troll 2, you should watch the documentary right afterwards.
3: And it it makes it easier to see all the stuff the actors are talking about with how production went or when they're not getting the script. And things like that too. So I can't think of a single like redeeming quality in the whole film. <laughs> Everything's just bad. It's not even standard. It's below standard. It's all bad.
1: Well, the the effects are kind of interesting, like the tree stuff.
3: Yeah, the the makeup and the some of the gore effects were were good. Like when the kids having the dream in the car on the way to the their vacation house i guess and he's getting like trees are growing out of him and he's sweating green blood and then like branches erupt out of his chest i was like oh man this is actually this is pretty good gore i wasn't expecting that and then, yeah, some of the other stuff's okay.
0: I guess we're ready for overall presentation. Or you guys got something else you want to talk about for the
1: movie? I think I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So our scale goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it. In that order, from lowest to highest. So, yeah, we kind of just average them out at the end. So what will we choose? Man, I don't even know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not enjoy watching this movie. Except for like a few things, I guess I did, you know, some things were entertaining, but most of the time it was just kind of cringy, I think. And I don't even know, I gotta say burn it because I did not (laughs) like this movie that much, but it is like better than a lot of just bad movies out there, like asylum movies, you know, that are just made to like exploit people and get money out of them. Gosh, I don't even know. I'm so conflicted about this right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> But yeah, I watched the documentary last night, and I just kind of felt sad for everybody involved in it, too, because like the daughter wanted to go on and continue an acting career, but she couldn't because she was in Troll 2, and that's what everybody knew her as, you know? She got to in TV, though. Yeah, but she had a lot of, a lot of trouble doing it. I think I got to give it a burn, and I did not enjoy this at all. Like, it astounds me that this movie has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Kangaroo Jack has an 8%. Kangaroo Jack is way better than this movie.
3: Oh my god. Kangaroo Jack is much better than this movie.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I know that's not super great, but that's a... That's a burn it from Mike.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, this this movie was so bad. I I didn't even have fun laughing at it because I wasn't laughing at it. I was just cringing so frequently that it was almost physically painful. I like find this movie to like be an affront to humanity almost. Like I, I take it like personally <laughs> offensive that somebody funded this film and put it out there for distribution. I think I, I wish I could do something more than burn it. Like I wish I could just wipe every trace or memory of it from this earth. So. Hefty burn from old Fox.
1: Ouch! So, yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, this movie is very bad. The acting's bad, the story's bad, the direction's bad. It's the perfect mix, though, of all these bad things that it becomes a very entertaining watch for me. Um, I've seen it twice now, and... It's weird to say this about a bad movie, but like every time you watch it, you pick up something new, (laughs) just not in a good way. I I think I'm going to give it a watch. I do think this is a movie people should see just to (laughs) see this weird oddity that exists. (laughs) It's such a weird movie, but it's weird in all the right ways for me, at least. And yeah, I, I can see why there's a cult following around it just because it is so bad. So yeah, I'll watch it from me. Nothing's good in this
3: film, like Terry said. The directing's bad, the acting's bad, shots are bad, effects and makeup are okay sometimes, and then bad the rest of the time. More so bad than good. Even the music is not great. I mean, it's that classic 90s synthesizer stuff, but they have like two songs. The, the People Running Away From Things song, and then the the Sexy Lady With The Corn Cob song. <laughs> That's about it. So even the music's not great. I don't know what I want to give it yet. It's It's interesting because I am glad I finally watched it, just because I've heard a lot about Troll 2 and how it's like, one of the worst films ever made. So I was glad I watched it and I got a lot of entertainment out of it. I had to, um, I was looking up scenes to show my fiance just to <laughs> laugh at it again and show her how bad it was. So, like Terry, I got a lot of enjoyment out of watching it. I don't think I'd ever watch it on my own again, though. If I was showing it to people just to make fun of it, then I'd probably watch it again. Kind of like, how a lot of people do already with it, I guess. But oh man, I don't want to burn it because I like that it exists just because it's like the antithesis of the best movie on earth. It's like the complete opposite in every way. And I kind of like that it's that as an example for being bad. It's not my least favorite movie of all time. I think I'm with Terry where. I dislike American Psycho 2, All American Girl, the uh. full title of that. That's like the number 1 movie I hate the most. I like Troll 2 much more than I did that movie, but I can't give it a watch it in all good conscience. So I'm going to give it a pass, I think. Oh. Uh. This one I can't I can't recommend it. It is so bad. <laughs>
1: but that's why you do recommend it
3: only a select few of people are gonna appreciate the humor because it's so bad for watching it but it's like yeah if if i'm gonna recommend something i i can't recommend this one
1: (laughs) yeah that's fair
3: it was very hard to place a rating for this one i think people should watch it if they're interested but it's like Just for recommending something. No, I can't recommend you watch it. (laughs) But I guess if you're interested, sure, why not? But you got to 100% know what you're getting into. All
1: right. Well, so what is that? Two burns, a pass, and a watch? (laughs) Yeah, that's all over the place. So what is that? How do we even that out? I think that's a burn.
3: Because it got two burns or whatever.
1: Hey. Is that how that works? I
2: guess. I don't it's know. It's too late, TV. We burned it. You can't save it.
3: You could say a pass is your passing judgment and you're not going to go one way or the other with it. Well, no, because pass is like a negative because like it's not worth your time. It's not worth getting rid of, but it's not worth your time either. So
0: Conflicted. That's where we put it.
3: <laughs> yeah, the conflicted category. Troll
0: two. We don't, know. <laughs> we don't know.
3: It's up to the you guys, the viewers, to decide with this one. <laughs> yes, please.
1: I would love to hear what you think about Troll 2. Please let us know. I would too, yeah. Let us know at runtherealpodcast at runtherealpodcast.gmail.com or on Twitter, on Facebook. We're all at Run The Real. Yeah, you can hit us up there. Let us know what you think. Maybe you've got other best worst movies that you think we should watch. I'm down. I don't know about the other guys, but you know, we (laughs) might do it. You never know. We'll watch it.
3: Yeah. What's everybody's least favorite movie here? I guess Mike doesn't like Dark Kingdom or the whatever crystal. Me and Terry don't like American Psycho 2 All-American. Girl.
1: Uh, every time you add that little stinger at the end, it makes me just shudder. <laughs> you
3: have to. You have to. It's like putting the nail in the coffin right there. So, Fox, what's your least favorite movie?
2: It's probably Troll 2 now. You oh. Know? Oh, ho, 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 ho. I mean, before it was Last Jedi, but what? I... What?
1: Oh, oh, come on. It's not that bad. I don't
3: know if I would watch... The Last Jedi over Troll 2, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was that Yo. betrayed and hurt by that film. I might actually watch Troll 2 over it.
1: You have to admit that America Psycho 2 is worse than The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It is definitely. I do pretty much anything besides having to listen to my lacunas drone
1: nonstop
2: for like an hour and a half.
1: I guess that's fair. Fox has not seen American Psycho 2 All-American Girls, so... You guys
2: have not really given me a compelling argument to watch it. <laughs> oh,
1: you should.
2: We should. It'd be
3: like torture.
2: It'd be interesting. <laughs> oh, geez. You had to do like a clockwork orange to me and strap me down all my eyes open and-
1: So, do we know what we want to do for next week? We're going to start with Stephen King adaptations. Mm, Everybody's favorite horror author. Yes. (laughs) I feel like you're being sarcastic, but I refuse to acknowledge it. No, no, no. I love Stephen King. He's... He's one of my favorite authors. I've read a ton of... Well, I've read a fair number of his books. He's a guy. (laughs) Well... He is a human male. (laughs) He's a guy. He writes lots of
3: books. He is my favorite author. I like H.P. Lovecraft for my horror, but I haven't read Stephen King yet, so I can't say one way or the other.
1: Well, I think to start things off, we should do Christine... The John Carpenter film. Ooh. He made that? He did. Oh,
3: wow. I had no idea. I do know about Stephen King's books and his movies. I just haven't seen many or read any of the books. <laughs>
1: maybe this series will inspire you, Dan. Maybe. Or maybe it'll make you scared <laughs> not to read any of his books.
3: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Starting with
0: Christine. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, guys. Thanks for listening to us. We really appreciate... You guys providing us with support and everything, but we have some pretty major life changes coming up for us, getting some new jobs and moving. So we're probably going to have a brief hiatus for the next couple of weeks, but we will return. We'll be back. Yes. Uh, We'll be taking a brief hiatus probably, but we will be back.
1: You can count on that. You can always reach out to us in the meantime. We'll still be on social media and stuff. If you got any questions, suggestions, anything like that, you can let us know on Facebook, Twitter at Run The Real, or you can email us at at gmail.com.
3: We're always listening. Oh, yeah. Always. Vote in our polls on Facebook.
0: Ooh. Yes. And we do love every one of our listeners. You know, even if you don't reach out to us, we want to, you know, just shout out and say, thanks for giving us a listen. Thanks for supporting us. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, This is Run The Real. We will be returning. Signing off.